Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we go. Once again, another podcast, the Growing in Grace podcast. Welcome. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler. Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. Thanks for coming along and joining us in this series that we've been doing about summarizing the Scripture given kind of a a big picture or some highlights of uh, the big picture that the Bible gives us. There's all kinds of books, you know, 66 different books in the Bible, all kinds of different authors, but one message really, and that's the message of Jesus Christ, but so many different things that have come together in this big book that we call the Bible that point us to Jesus Christ. And so we've been, we talked about Adam and Eve. We talked about Abraham, Moses, and the law. We're going to talk a little bit more about the law this week, and we'll see where this series takes us then after that. How's uh, things with you, Mr. Kepler? Hey, Joel. Uh, Yeah, it's almost like we're, um, I don't know, picture picture trying to cross a river, and there's a bunch of, um, I don't know, like stepping stones, little rocks that we can jump from one rock to the next to get across without getting wet. And that, that's kind of like what we're doing here with summarizing the scripture series where we're taking just uh, some significant rocks, if you will, and, and uh, jumping on each one to get across and, you know, just try to get a, a view of the scripture, a view of the Bible that's going to be easier for us to understand. Because as you get in between the pages, it's like being deep into a forest surrounded by trees. We're going to try and back up here a little bit with some of these summaries to help, uh, again, uh, get a better view of the forest. We've been talking this past week or so with uh, uh, the thing we're up to now. We've gone from Adam to Abraham to, to Moses and the law. And, and we're going to kind of take a breath here and, and talk a little bit more about the law and why it was given and why Christianity uh, and, and church doctrines as a whole have missed the real point of why the law was given. Uh, a lot of times you'll you'll see uh, Christian doctrines encouraging people to cling to that ministry of death and condemnation that we talked about last week. But let's 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 drill just a little bit further into this to to point out just how ridiculous that approach is. And Joel, I, I I'm not sure where you want to start here, but I know we we talked about a few a few things in the Old Testament. Let let me help lead this in for you here. Um, where we're taking this, okay? In the law itself, and this is really important to understand, so don't miss this. It's a key piece of information, right? You cannot, we cannot eliminate certain portions of the law while holding on to other parts. But that's the assumption that Christianity has made. They think, well, we don't sacrifice animals anymore. Well, those dietary laws don't matter anymore. Those are Jewish laws, right? Uh, But these moral laws are still in place, and you'll still have a hard time finding somebody who can actually list them all perfectly for you. Everybody has a different list, right? All 613 commands and statutes, they came together in a package deal, a package known as the law, not the laws, but the law. And they were never meant to be broken up. Nobody is permitted to add anything to the law or take away from it, you see. And that's where some of the confusion starts to happen here in our, in our New Covenant Christianity. Deuteronomy 4.2, 
Deuteronomy 12.32, Joshua 1.7, just a few examples of how everything needs to be abided by in that law for those that were under that covenant. But you couldn't break it up, not then and certainly not today, not even after the death of Jesus. All right, yeah, and and that's the thing, that the law was made up of 613 different laws, 613, not just the 10. And, and James, as we've mentioned, he says, for whoever shall keep the whole law, and he's talking about all 613, and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. That's how strict the law was. And James even mentions three different laws here. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He mentions do not commit adultery and uh, do not murder. And he, he gives examples of whichever one of these you break, you've become a transgressor of the law. You're guilty of all. If you if you can keep the whole law and even stumble in one point, you're guilty of all. And so Jesus, he had been asked, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to him, the person who had asked him, it was a Pharisee, a, a lawyer even, uh, who had asked him the question, which is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And guess what? You know Where do those two commandments fall in the Ten Commandments? Guess what? They're not in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> the, the two greatest commandments aren't even found in the Ten Commandments. They're in the other 613. You shall love your neighbor as yourself is in uh, Leviticus 19.18, and you shall love the Lord your God is uh, after the reading of the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5, then in uh, Deuteronomy 6. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And so that's just one example of how it's not just the Ten Commandments, but it's all of the 613 commandments. And if you, you know, the law is so strict that if you break one of those, you're guilty of all. And uh, just real quickly here, just for example, the Sabbath, that's one of the Ten Commandments. A man in Numbers 15 was found picking up sticks on the Sabbath. The punishment, he was stoned to death. So the Sabbath isn't just a matter of yeah, just resting a little on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the Sabbath was actually Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. And if you did any work at all, the punishment was being stoned to death. And it's, it's just interesting how we are told as grace people, as grace believers, that we are not giving all the, everything that's due to the law. We're watering down the law. We're just, we're making nothing of the law. Actually, we are lifting the law up and showing the strict standard of the law, just how good, just, and holy the law is. We're accused of watering down the law, of picking and choosing, but really, <laughs> and, uh, I'll get into some of these real quick. Maybe you might have something else to say. So we do have some of these laws that we're going to read, and I'll do that after I give you a chance to talk here, uh, Kat. But the law is is strict, and, and we're not watering it down. We're actually lifting it up in, in the holiness and goodness that it is. I would make the case that we grace renegades have more respect for the law than those who are advocating that people should try to keep it. For the reasons you were just pointing out there, Joel, is that we, we are lifting it up and saying this is a perfect, righteous, and holy standard that none of us are able to keep up with. 
no human being has ever been able to live up to it except for Jesus Christ, who fulfilled the law on our behalf. I mean, because you ask people, especially those who advocate that we should be keeping the, the nine commandments. <laughs> I don't think anybody's keeping the Sabbath, not in the Christian church world, not hardly. But uh, are, are you keeping it? You know, they're telling us we need to cling to it. We need to wrap our arms around it. We need to embrace it. We need to try to live it. And so you ask them, well, are you living it? Are you keeping it? And they'll come back with some sort of answer. And you just, I, I've seen Joel do this. I've mentioned it before. I've seen Joel do this on social media. He'll just keep asking the same question because their answers are usually a bunch of empty fluff. <laughs> they, they're just empty <laughs> words and phrases. And so Joel just keeps coming back to it. Are you keeping it? And, you know, at, at best, you'll get somebody who says, I'm trying, I'm improving, I'm getting better. That's not good enough. <laughs> As Joel was just hammering, the law demands perfection. Nobody can do it. And, and you think you just keep going back and trying to confess your sins and starting over again. Uh, that's it's just not going to work. You're getting your covenants mixed up. And so people say, well, some of this dropped off. Some of this stuff no longer exists because, you know, Jesus died and now we're in a, you know, a different place. And, and, you know, Jesus expects us to still follow certain parts of the law. But we just got done explaining you can't do that. You cannot break up the law. It was a package deal. You can't do it. You can't take away from it. You can't add to it. And so it's just interesting how church doctrines and, and, and church statements will say, we should embrace this, this, and this from the law, but other things you never hear about, and I think Joel has a few examples for us. Yeah, you know, like I read from Deuteronomy 6, you shall lo you know, love your neighbor as yourself. The same law, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, what about this one? If a bird's nest, and this, I'm not joking here, this is God's law. <laughs> and if, it sounds like you're making this up. Because <laughs> I started saying that, I'm like, someone's going to think I'm joking here. If a bird's nest happens to be before you along the way, in any tree or on the ground, with young ones or eggs, with the mother sitting on the young or on the eggs, you shall not take the mother with the young. You shall surely let the mother go and take the young for yourself, that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days. That's one of God's laws. When you build a new house— Contractors out there, any contractors listening, any contractors who want to make sure that you're following God's law, when you build a new house, then you shall make a parapet for your roof that you may not bring guilt of bloodshed on your house if anyone falls from it. Um, it also says here, you shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed. Um, Was that a parapet? Do I have to even look that up? <laughs> I, I have to look that one up to a parapet. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you even know that word, you you law-keeping people? Do you even know what a parapet is? <laughs> and you shall not uh, wear a garment of different sorts, such as wool and linen mixed together. You shall make tassels on the four corners of the clothing which, uh, with which you cover yourself. This is in the same law that all the, uh, the, all the other laws are given. So, the point here is... Like you were saying, Cap, people will say certain laws are done away with, but there are these other ones that we're supposed to keep. But yet, all the law was one 
law. It wasn't all these different, and you can't break them up. So who decides? Who's the one that gets to decide? And I'm going to leave you with, again, with just one more minute here, Cap, to finish up. But who decides which laws we keep and which laws we don't under the new covenant? The beauty of it is that we know that we're dead to all of it. So again, one more minute left for you, Cap, to finish up. <laughs> I get one more minute. There are so many others in there, Joel. Um, you know, one one I doubt that you've heard much in most churches is, um, you know, under the law back at that time, women during a certain time of the month were not allowed to go out. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll hear many pastors saying that because they, they might miss out on your offering that Sunday, for one thing. <laughs> Great point that Joel brought up. And, and I actually put this at, at the end of uh, my book in the epilogue, Clash of the Covenants. Look for it on Amazon, Clash of the Covenants. My point there at the end was, who gets to decide what is crossed off that list of laws and and which ones are kept? Who, who gets the line item veto? Who gets the line item veto? Who gets to be the president of Christianity? That's why you've got all these different dogmas and denominations and doctrines. People are trying to mix two very different and distinct covenants together, and it was never meant to be that way. Jesus brought a new covenant that is permanent and everlasting and better, and that is where we abide, in him. We'll be talking more about this and other, uh, as we move along further into the scriptures, uh, stepping across these stones across the river, we'll be talking about more, and I hope you'll join us here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.